Yep, here it is. Speaking at the same time, they say the same thing. It's the curse of Chimney Rock. I like how they, I like to think that they like, <laughs> did it like acapella, like. Yep. It's the curse <laughs> of Chimney Rock. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. Alright, well, beware and warning everybody. Welcome to Choose Your Own Book Club. It's a it's a podcast. It's about books. And, and you like, chose it. <laughs> you chose the books, you chose the podcast, you chose us, and we thank you for it. My name is Peter. I'm a librarian. My name's Abby. I'm also a librarian. And we are going through every single Choose Your Own Adventure book. Oh until or until we get bored. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's 184, we're up to five. Yeah. So we're not even like... Like percentage-wise, that's not even one. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even one. But I still say we're doing pretty good. <laughs> we're on track. We are on track. We haven't skipped one yet, so that's actually... Right. We're doing great. Right. We're uh, crushing it. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, we're, we're doing awesome. We, we're getting by. Mm-hmm. So, today we are covering The Mystery of Chimney Rock by Edward Packer. Edward Packer's back. Yeah. Back in action. Pack in action, as I like to say. Packard style, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, this is the fifth book in the series. Mm-hmm. Was there another title for this one? I don't remember. No. I think we should make one, though. What would you call it? Um, if I had to choose my own title, it would be Cats Play Piano. Find <laughs> out more at 6 o'clock. What? <laughs> so it would be a news Yeah, it would be a news article? story. Okay. It would be... <laughs> what happened to Mr. Bigley? What did happen to Mr. Bigley? We're going to find out in just a little bit. Do you want to get to uh, first impressions? How, are you, how have you been? I guess and we, we talk about these books. We don't talk about each other, Abby. Right. We choose... We talk about... <laughs> we choose these books so we don't have to talk about life. <laughs> right. We choose our adventures, but we don't choose to talk about how we're doing. That's the real adventure, Abby, mm-hmm. is adventure of friendship. We say, how are the books, not how are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, good. It's summer. So it summer, is summer. It's summer. Maybe you, in the future, are listening to this podcast and it's not the summer. Um, so let me take you out of the moment <clears throat> that you're listening to this out of this like gloomy whatever day that you're listening to this on it's beautiful outside this it's like very blue i drove past some people who are running horrible hobby <laughs> like ridiculous what are they doing um go back to bed because it's morning time it's beautiful like summer day it's a sunday morning record it's sunday morning so we're a little punchy yeah <laughs> god <laughs> Um, I'm doing fine. How's your summer going? I mean, it's it's summer. Summer yeah. reading is always so that's way what too our much. podcast listeners probably don't recognize about librarians mm-hmm. in the summer is that in the summer librarians are like in the trenches. Right, know? it's a lot, and then uh, you get a break in August, but by then like half your summer's over. 
So, and it's kind of not a break because you're like planning all of your story times and stuff. Yeah, for, for fall. Fall. So, so it's barely a break. Yeah. But. But we go. We in it, fam. <laughs> we in it, fam. And that's. It's cool though, you know, because that shows us that people love libraries and year round year round they mm-hmm. love us and they they can come and use us and everyone is here and welcome and it's different though because now i'm not a children's librarian anymore i used to be a children's librarian right. but you're still a librarian i'm still a librarian but i do different stuff i do outreach stuff now mm-hmm. and so it's it's uh, less chaotic and hectic and um in that way but it's it's still very um busy mm-hmm. <laughs> So what do you normally do now? I do home delivery service stuff oh, nice. and facility deliveries for um, people who can't use the library independently uh, mm. because of, you know, age, disability, different things like that. So That sounds really re- rewarding. It's a really wonderful thing to be able to do. Um, just because people can't come into the library doesn't mean that they should not be able to use the library. So... Um, everyone thinks of libraries and immediately you think of youth services and how wonderful story times are mm-hmm. and things like that. And I loved being able to do that. It was such a wonderful experience knowing that I was providing early literacy services, but this is like, um, I have a lot of wonderful memory care people that I work with and, um, it's like I get to do the opposite end of that spectrum now. So that's great. Yeah. It's fun. It sounds very fun. Yeah. I think a good transition is... Talking about this crazy old witch in this house <laughs> on the hill? Well, I was thinking, if, if, Mrs., <laughs> if Mrs. Bigley had you as an outreach librarian... I don't think she would have gotten so far off. I think that right. she would have been able to... She needed to, a librarian like you. She needed to be able to contact the library and say, Hey, um, I'm alone in my house. I need uh, someone to bring me materials mm-hmm. so that I can stay in touch with my community and I would have been the person to come to her and bring her books and uh, audiobooks and um, provide her with some connection. And then maybe turn into a mouse. And then maybe she would have turned me into a mouse and let her cat eat me. <laughs> well, let's oh. get let's get to first impressions. What did you think of the book? This I love. I love this weird book. <laughs> this is my favorite one so far. I think this is a good one. Yeah, this one's wild. I love it. <laughs> I like, well, the title is Mystery of Chimney Rock. Mm-hmm. And Edward Packard actually tried to make it a mystery. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I, I guess I liked that he took advantage of the format. Mm-hmm. Because there are certain clues within the book that you to, to tr- truly unravel the mystery, you need to read it multiple times. And you don't, you usually get most of the mystery through just one reading, but you don't get the little subtleties. You won't understand everything unless you do multiple readings. So I think he really took advantage of the format, at least in that regard. I don't think um, you ever truly understand the mystery. It wouldn't be a choose your own adventure book without, like. Without tons of times of you going, like, huh? <laughs> Without everything being explained, because that's not what these books are about. These books are about... Yeah. Well, and there's definitely times where you're going through it, and you get to a point, and you go, 
how do I know this person's name? They were never mentioned in right. my run through. Mm -hmm. You know, it just that happens. And you're right. like, I've read enough of these that I know that's going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. But if this was your first time reading a choose your own adventure book, you'd be like, wait a second. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is a good one to start with. Yeah. In a way. It's fun. Because it's not as crazy. Except the cat's name is Melissa. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. That's not a cat name. What would you name your cat? Anything but <laughs> Melissa. Hmm. Okay. You're getting I'm angry. really heated about it. That's not a cat name. This cat, this cat could have been named anything. I wouldn't, like, looking at this cat, I would have named it, like, Grimly or Bunches. <laughs> Bunches is a good name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm glad Melissa? You know. Mm-hmm. No. Melissa. What are you going to name it? What are you going to nickname that cat? I mean, my cats have nicknames, right? Mm -hmm. So I have Binks. He's a black cat. Okay. And Ash is a gray cat. Binks, his nickname is Murder Mittens. <laughs> that's, a, oh, that's a good name. Yeah, I know. And Ash is the demon baby. And those are not like evil dead short Ash? names. Well, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but anyway, they're... What are you going to nickname Melissa? Melissa is the cat that wants to speak to your supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa's nickname is what? Like, employee of the month? <laughs> like, this is terrible. I'm just, I was so stuck on the name Melissa as the name for the cat. Well, I think to be fair, it is an unusual name for a cat because you find out later that the cat and the person are the same being. Yeah. I mean, I kind of figured that out. Like, the cat is the witch lady. Right. Well, anyway, let's get to yeah. everyone's favorite segment. Mm -hmm. Choose your own summary. Right. So, Abby, you are going to summarize this book <sighs> in 60 seconds or less. And I think this is a... I think you might be able to do it this time because this one is kind of straightforward, yeah. more or less. Right. Um, so, you're going to give a summary of this book, but... Mm -hmm. You have to choose how you want to summarize it. I'm going to give you two options. So, option number one, you have to summarize it in like a spooky voice, like a Vincent Price or like a Monster Mash voice. Mm -hmm. I was working in the lab. Like, kind of like that. Or, option number two, you're going to summarize this book, but we're going to do like a red light, green light situation <laughs> where... <laughs> I'm going to, like, turn around. If I turn back around, you have to stop. Mm. I like doing silly voices a lot. No, you're good at them. Uh, yeah. But I also like the I like the red light, green light one. That's kind of fun. Mm. Oh, gosh. You picked good options this time. You could do, if you really want to, you could do I both. I could do both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do both. Okay, very nice. No, I have to choose. Okay. No, I'm going to do both. <laughs> <laughs> it's your podcast. You can do whatever you want. I'm going to do that. Have you ever done the thing where it gives you the option to be like, choose between page 60 or 61, and you're like, ooh. <laughs> oh, book, if you only knew. Those pages face each other, so <laughs> I'm going to just read the read through both of them, and mm -hmm. then I'm going to pick. I'm going to see if this one mm -hmm. kills me and this one doesn't, and then I'm going to choose which one to do. You solved the puzzle. <laughs> And the book just blows up in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You bite uh, down on the cyanide pill in your back. <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. 
we go home now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a Sunday record. We're a little punchy. <laughs> All right, so, uh-huh. so you're doing both. Uh-huh, I'm doing both. Okay. 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 All right. So, sixty seconds. Okay. Starts. I no. Oh. I I was visiting my cousins Jane and Michael, and they. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you would do it like actually like the Monster Mash dude. They did the mash. <laughs> okay, restart. Restart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just doing the peekaboo thing. I can't do okay, it. Okay, nice. I can't do it now with all that. Okay, so okay. red light, green light. Okay. All right, I'm visiting my cousins, Jane and Michael, and we are walking along in their town, and they are walking along with me, and we see this big house on a hill, and I'm like, what's up with the big house on the hill? And they're like, oh, it's this big haunted house, and it's cursed by this lady named Mrs. Bigley or something. You should go in the house on the hill and I'm like uh okay I'm gonna go in the house on the hill and then you decide to go in the house on the hill and then 30 seconds you go in the house on the hill sometimes there's like a cat in it sometimes there's not and there's a cat and sometimes she's a witch and then there's like mice and there's sometimes the mice are dead and sometimes they're alive but sometimes there's a lady inside of it and there's a housekeeper guy and the house is cursed and the curse on the house breaks sometimes sometimes you die inside of the house and sometimes you don't die inside Perfect. And a police officer dies. <laughs> that was frantic. <sighs> I ran out of time. Okay. That was good, though. <laughs> good job. The mystery part is how the house fortune is revealed to be a fortune of a quarter of a million dollars. It's, but then sometimes it's not. <laughs> that's that. what I was so. That's what I thought was so. So, that was my first run through. It was the best run through. Oh, I so went, yeah. Talk about your first run. Yeah, through. when I went through it the first time, it was you know my style. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go in there. Well, first of all, let's just set up the book. Yeah. Just a little bit. So. I set it up perfectly. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you are. A kid, mm-hmm. you're on vacation in Connecticut with uh, you're visiting your cousins Michael and Jane. Yep. And so uh, you see this haunted house, Chimney Rock. So it says Chimney Rock. Most people around here wouldn't live there for a million dollars. So alluding to the money later yeah. on. And so you're kind of double dog dared into going into the house. Uh, so you can choose to go into the house right away. If you choose not to go into the house, your cousin Jane goes in instead. And then you have to go and maybe and get her or not. Go in after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, your first run through. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go in there. I'm not yellow. I'm no chicken. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know. <laughs> so I go into the house. Mm-hmm. You know, I go in, and um, you have when you go in first, you have the choice. You go up some stairs or you go into a dining room. I go into the dining room. I sit down at the table and I impulsively ring a bell. And a maid comes up to me, and she offers me food. And I'm like, no, I don't know you, stranger danger. So um, she said, I ask her about the owner of the house, Mrs. Bigley. And she says, oh, she's upstairs playing piano. And then I hear piano. I go upstairs, and I don't hear, like, the nice piano music anymore. I just hear, like, pling, plong, plong, plong. (laughs) And then there's just a cat walking on the keys, and I'm like, oh, 
I love kitties. And so um, I can either, when I see the cat, the cat sees me, and I can either leave and go back down the stairs, or I can go in the room by the kitty, and I'm like, yeah, duh. So I go in the room by the kitty, and the cat jumps off, and I can either um, pick it up mm-hmm. or follow it out into the hallway, and I pick it up, and I leave, and then Jervis... Do you leave the house? or Yeah, I leave okay. the house. And then Jervis is like, oh, you broke the curse. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to take the cat. The cat's like, mm-hmm. and then, um, so I don't let him take the cat. And I take the cat back to my cousin's house. And then I take the cat home mm-hmm. with me. And then I get a letter in the mail that says, like, congratulations, you broke the curse. And the cat chose you as its new owner. And you, like, get all the money and the house is yours now and all the fortune is $250,000 and I'm like that's a fortune? What year was this written? 1980. But also if you're a kid that's a lot of money. (laughs) Inflation! But if you're a kid Mm -hmm. and then I thought to myself imagine me a child Mm -hmm. coming home from vacation and I'm like hi (laughs) mom and dad I have this old mean cat that doesn't like anyone but me. And then a big sack with a dollar sign on it. On the other hand. And I have a money and a house now and a cat. That was my run through. That's a crazy first run through because you basically don't even realize that there's a curse. No. In that first run through. Nope. I didn't solve any mysteries. I just broke the curse. You just lucked into it. You lucked into the fortune and breaking the curse. By making all of my most impulsive decisions because I love cats. <laughs> well, we can get into the curse in just a little bit, but I want to get through my first run through. Right. Um, so like I said, you um, you get dared into going into the house. <clears throat> and Did you do it? No, of course I didn't go. So then Jane goes in, my, my cousin. And then, uh, so Jane goes in and like five minutes goes by. And then the book is like, oh, you can go in after her or you can just stay here. I was like, well, I'm staying here. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Peter, I am never taking you with me anywhere. I'm like, if it's a perilous situation, I am not. Take me, guys. If you have to go somewhere and it's kind of spooky. You don't want Peter. He's (laughs) going to like be a chicken and stay outside. So then Michael goes... My, my other cousin, Michael, he goes to uh, find, like, the police. And then so I go to a um, little hut on the property, as J- and uh, Jarvis lives there. So Jarvis is the groundskeeper mm-hmm. on the outside. He never goes inside. He has no neck. <laughs> He's like a big potato head. Yeah. Um, and then Lena is the, um, the maid you were talking about. Yes. She only works on the inside, it seems. So anyway... Um, Jarvis was like, oh, better not go in there. There's a curse. And then there's an option to, like, sneak sneak away and, like, go into the house. Or there's an option to just, like, wait outside. I was like, well, he told me not to go in there, so I'm not going to go in there. So I, I, um, <laughs> I, I just go back and patiently wait outside. Oh, my God. Like a good little boy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then um, what happens next? Oh, Michael finally comes with the cop. The cop goes inside. Jane instantly comes outside and then the cop is never heard from again. So you killed a cop. <laughs> I didn't do anything. You literally did with your inaction. I saved the day by doing nothing. I killed a cop in mine too, so don't worry. 
Well, we can talk about that later. But okay. how about let's get into <laughs> basically what the mystery is as far as we yeah. know it. Tell me everything. Jervis so, is... I So I went through and I went through multiple times mm-hmm. in mind to like my impulsive like go in myself decision. Mm-hmm. And if I had eaten the food, mm-hmm. I would have been drugged and woken up in a room and I would have been tiny. Yes. And that was my first indication that I was like, something is weird. You put on your clue hat. I was like, I saw the movie The Witches by and read the book by Roald Dahl. Isn't it Roald Dahl? Roald. Roald? Roald. 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 I don't know. Roald. I don't know. British. <laughs> <laughs> um, so British. The house is owned by the Bigleys. And so it's been in their family for a while. So there was... I wrote it down. That's such a rich person last name. Here, we're going to the Bigley estate. I'm Mrs. Bigley. So the... So you actually read a book called The Curse of Chimney Rock. In the attic. In the attic. And you get smaller as you read it. Yes. Like, is the book getting bigger in your hands? (laughs) Like, I just... (laughs) So the first owner was Elizabeth Bigley. She was struck by lightning. And then her son, Charles Bigley, was killed when he fell off the roof. And then his daughter, Melissa, mysteriously disappeared. So Melissa Bigley is the witch that you often run into. But she makes you little. Bigley? Small. Oh, I didn't even realize that that's what he was going for. You have a thinking face on. Yeah. That You might be right about that. I'm just facing out. But you might be right about that. That might, yeah. that might be what he was thinking. Um, I mean, it's a book for kids, so. It, well, is it though? <laughs> <laughs> they try to be a little obvious. So then <laughs> Melissa is the is the witch in the house. Yep. And then so she marries Horace Bigley, mm-hmm. which I guess was very progressive of him to like take her last name, you know, like for like the... It's 20s or it's a cool last name. It though. is a cool last name. I mean, if I was gonna marry someone who had a cooler last name than me, like as a man or a woman, that's what I would just do. <laughs> like, imagine that you are a guy, uh, you, yeah, and you are marrying someone whose last name is like awesome sauce. <laughs> mm-hmm. J- that's just their last name, mm-hmm. and your last name is like poopy pants. <laughs> Right. And you're like, oh, I really want you to change your last name so I can carry on my legacy. No. You're like, (laughs) ah, yes. I want to rid myself of this. We don't know what Horace's last name was. So maybe it was terrible. What's the country of origin for the last name Awesome Sauce? I don't know. It feels like like German, but like there's like umlaut in there. Yeah. Definitely German. Um, So anyway. um, (laughs) Awesome Sauce. That sounds German. So, I don't know if you got to this part, but you also find out that Melissa Bigley's sister is living in the house, too? Did you get to that part? You're giving me a face. No, but I did see an old lady in a rocking chair at one point. That is, that's the part. Melissa, I'm her sister, Mrs. Krim. Wait, why does she have a different last name, then? Mrs. Well, because she probably married 
she probably married and like took the husband's last name if I had to. Well, then why guess. did she, okay? But then she moved back. And also, but then why isn't she in this family tree in the book? Yeah, you know, so that's that's a little odd too. But anyway, um, you can ask her questions. Yeah. Okay, so she says, when my sister was a little girl, she wanted to be a cat. She had a cat of her own, and she named the cat Melissa after herself. After the cat died, my sister missed her so much that she would often pretend that she was the cat. And gradually, my sister's personality changed. She began to act more and more like a cat, and even to look like a cat. Then one day, dot, 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 dot. And this is the best, this is the best ending, because then Miss Krim, the sister, she's like, you gotta get out of here, jump! And then she had to like jump out a window. <laughs> and you never know what's like what's behind you. So that, that was one of my favorite endings to, to jump ahead a little like bit. Like a giant cat person? You don't know. You don't know what's behind you. So that, that's how I want to like start ending conversations. I want to be like in the middle of explaining something. And Run be like, out the window and jump! Jump for your you life! You gotta go! You gotta go! Go now! <laughs> jump for your life! <laughs> I think that'd be so such a great way to get out of conversations. Oh my gosh. So anyway, that's kind of the what's happening with the house. And then you also find out that, so the, like sometime in the 70s, Melissa died and then Horace uh, still was living in the house, but then he was eventually turned into a mouse. Yeah, I know we, you find his taxidermied mouse body mm -hmm. with some twigs in a cupboard. Mm-hmm. Which seems With like a, a little nameplate on it. Yeah. Which seems like a really cute way to honor a dead man. I mean, at least she took the time and like... Yeah. So it's odd. I don't know. I don't know what the motive is. It's like a museum. For? Your husband. <laughs> <laughs> a museum with just one artifact. Yeah. So Mrs. Bigley is living in the house still. Yeah. So she's maybe dead, maybe not, but she's... She can transform into the cat, mm -hmm. and she can shrink anyone that goes into the house. She can shrink them and or turn them into mice to, like, hunt them or just for them to just, like, live live there and just, like, hang out. Yeah. Um, and there's also a will that uh, whoever... Okay, because the, the house is in the cat's name, apparently. So whoever owns the cat next owns the house. That doesn't sound legal. <laughs> I don't know if animals can own property. Well, that's happened, right? I'm gonna try it. I'll try to leave something in my one of my pet's names. Like, what would you leave? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna leave like a book. Or Just a book. Like an end table, and then we'll we'll report back. <laughs> I'll and let like, you know if my lawyer says that that's okay. I don't okay. have a lawyer, but I'll find one. <laughs> that specializes in. In cat law. <laughs> <laughs> In feline law. So, yeah, if you leave the house, well, like you were saying, if you leave the house with the cat, then you basically inherit the house. Yeah. You break the curse. You break the curse. But the cat is the lady. The cat is the lady. So, Which but I think she wants creepy, to. creepy then. You're a child and you're like, this lady hang is out with living lady. with me now. That's maybe dead, maybe not. She's going to sleep on my bed. <laughs> we're going to snuggle up. I feel, but I feel that all cats kind of have like an old lady energy anyway. They're maybe, sassy. Yeah, they want to be left alone. True, but this one literally like can transfigure. Yes. Could it continue to do that afterwards? We don't really know. Or does the curse? I think that once the cat is outside the house, mm -hmm. 
then it's just a cat. Okay. So it's done then. I think so, but I don't know. Does the cat like live or forever is it like or a no? Being John Malkovich situation, <laughs> right? Where like Wait, no, the it'd back be of the head Abby, is just always Abby. It'd be being John Malkovich. Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna take all my stuff and go. <laughs> that's, that's that's it. <sighs> so that's most of it, mm-hmm. but there's also this unexplained part of. There's, like, death magic in the house, too, because people often die of heart attacks. Like, the maid can die of a heart attack. Yeah. The cop can die of a heart attack. Yep. Of maybe being too scared or maybe not. But also the old lady can die of heart attacks, too. Because I, I killed her by a heart attack twice. <laughs> just by just by being there, she's like, ah! And then she just died. So... <laughs> I don't know if, if that's like, if there's like an extra curse on top of the curse. Double cursed. Yeah. You would think that two curses would like cancel each other out. Or is it like a, like a double chocolate chip cookie? It's just like, it's just double the fun. Ooh, yeah. Now, when you say double chocolate chip cookie, do you mean you have double the amount of chocolate chips? Or do you mean that like the batter is chocolate and there's chocolate chips in it? I mean, like I just have a regular chocolate chip cookie uh-huh. and then I'm just sprinkling chocolate chips on it <laughs> and then I'm putting another chocolate chip cookie on there to make like a chocolate chip chip sandwich mm. okay <laughs> that, yeah. that's how you do that right you could do it anyway okay. I think that there's multiple there's no wrong way to do that you know I think that you could do it a lot of different ways did you ever make it to the basement yes and do you want to explain that the witch kill you a couple times um, when I went through, I got to this, like, okay, you go in, you go to this landing, and if you go to the landing, you find, a like, a little hatch in the ground. Mm-hmm. If you go into the hatch, you can go down to the basement, and in the basement, there's this, like, big room full of, like, mummies and bones, and then I was like, oh, the witch made this place, and I'm like, how do I know there's a witch in here? Which was kind of right. weird. Right, and also... Why? Because through other readings, obviously her main way of killing people is by like shrinking them and turning them into mice. Yep. So why is this room here? Right. It that's the one part that seemed a little inconsistent. Right. But keep going. But I find this room and there's mummies mm-hmm. and artifacts and bones. And then um I turn around and there's like a grizzled old woman with like claws, like metal sharp claws is how it's basically described. Okay. And you can either, like, try to go back into the room or run away or something. And one way you run out of the house and you're like, phew, I made it. And mm. then the other way you die and you become a... Mummy. Mummy, which the witch eats you. Yeah. And, like, at that point, you've never even bumped into this lady. <laughs> you don't know anything about... Mrs. Bigley or any of Mm -hmm. this stuff. It's just like, you have no clue. You're just immediately killed by the witch. You have no, you've run into no mystery stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, what? That's so dumb. (laughs) I hated that ending. And that was one of my least favorite deaths. Well, I think this one, unlike some of the other ones, because when I was a kid, I kind of only got to like three or four endings. And then I was kind of like, well, I guess I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like with this one, you kind of have to read it multiple times. Yeah. Right. Because if you like for that one, it's like, okay, if you run into the tomb to escape or you scream for help, those were the two options. You run away or you scream for help. And I was like, of 
course I'm going to run. Mm-hmm. If I scream, who's going to help me? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Because at that point, I don't know that the maid is in there. I've just walked up the stairs. I haven't mm-hmm. like done anything else. It's just, who am I going to scream for help from? The witch who's about to kill me? Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Would you mind helping me instead of killing me? Um, please? No. We well, said the magic gonna, word, so she has who's to. Who's going to help you? No. And then it's like, no, you run past her. You retreat into the tomb, and you go past, and she follows you, but you dart past her, and you bolt the door, and you are just grateful that you've escaped. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I'm like, that's dumb. I hate that one. That was the worst ending that I went through. I think unlike some of the other ones, the endings for this book aren't as strong because it's either like you make it out alive and everything's fine or you shrink and become a mouse. That's like Mm -hmm. maybe 75% of the endings is Mm -hmm. you either make it out of the house or you shrink and become a mouse. Oh, yeah. So it's they're not as crazy because i like the crazy endings the best Mm -hmm. and there's very few crazy endings no and this one it says you know choose from 36 possible endings at the start right Mm -hmm. and you do really i feel like have to read it a lot of times to figure out the entire mystery for this one Mm -hmm. but even Um, then like like we said in the beginning like you never will fully get no and to even get to that ending Mm -hmm. where you get up in the attic and read the book and figure all of the mystery out i mean that was i didn't get to that until Jeez, like my 12th or 13th read through. Mm-hmm. And if I was a kid, I don't know if I would have <laughs> right. had the patience, had for that. that patience, especially if I had gotten my first run through. I would have been like, Phew! yeah, baby. <laughs> Made Killed it out. It. Um, and yeah, yeah, so the mystery is never fully explained because it never says how she got the magic to either become a cat or to like turn people into mice. And then this like heart attack, death magic is never really fully explained either. No. And you really, you can only get to that attic one if you follow your cousin, right? I don't remember. I think so. You it have doesn't to really do matter. the cousin one. You can't just be impulsive and go in yourself. <laughs> can't be like me. You gotta be a Peter. <laughs> the cowardly way always wins. You have to be a Peter if you want to get the mystery solved. <laughs> well, do you want to get to... <laughs> Favorite death. I actually had a couple favorite deaths. I had some very favorite deaths. What was your favorite one? Well, let's see. Mine um, was when the cat eats me. You run toward the cat. It looks as big as a tiger. As it springs, you realize that this is not a dream at all. For you, it is the end. <laughs> that one was good. And the other one is when I try to get out of the tower. Mm-hmm. And because um, <laughs> I'm stuck in the tower... Jane has gotten out of the house. The police officer's out of the house. Michael's out of the house. Everyone's out of the house except mm-hmm. for me. And I'm stuck up in this tower. I open the window and I'm like, because I'm like, I'm not going to go down these steps. I'm going to die if I go down the steps. Mm-hmm. And so I try to jump out of the tower and I lose my footing. And then I fall. And then hours later, the police officers find my body. And then in unison, <laughs> they say, like, oh, looks like Castle Rock has claimed another victim or something. Mm-hmm. And I like that in unison, <laughs> they say that, that, which I think is really wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yep, here it is. Speaking at the same time, they say the same thing. It's the Curse of Chimney Rock. I like how they, I like to think that they, like, <laughs> did it, like, acapella, like. Yep. It's the curse of Chimney Rock. 
no! Oh, God. <laughs> so what was your favorite death, Peter? <laughs> so mine was, well, you can go into, like, this is a wine cellar. So Horace Bigley liked to collect wine, apparently. And then oh, so got there. you, um, so uh, you, you read some notes and then you feel a presence behind you. Ooh. And then you uh, grab a bottle of wine, full bottle of wine. It's your only weapon. You chug. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ken's buck, yeah, baby. <laughs> um, so you grab a bottle of wine because you don't know who's uh, a full bottle of wine because you don't know who's behind you. Okay. And so you can swing the bottle at the figure uh, or you can just ask, who is it? So if you ask, who is it? Those of the voice says, it's me, Michael. So it's your cousin, Michael. And then you... Uh, you you get out of the house with Michael, and the, a police officer I think helps you. And also, oh, uh, a policeman notices you, and he says, "Get out of here! Don't ever come back to Chimney Rock." So that's one option. Mm-hmm. The other option is you can swing the bottle at the figure, and so <laughs> you lunge forward and swing the wine bottle, striking something. The bottle breaks, and wine splatters all over you. A voice cries out, and it's Michael. <laughs> Deck your cousin <laughs> with his full bottle of wine. <laughs> I love that. That is amazing. So, but it's not over. So you uh, you shine your light on Michael's head. Fortunately, he seems not to be injured, so he's he's fine somehow. Even though this this full bottle of wine. He's like, what were you thinking? <laughs> Why? <laughs> So yeah, you 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 uh, you knock you knock him out, but he's he's fine apparently. <laughs> but then uh, the the wine cellar starts to shake and starts to cave in, and then a policeman from like outside is like, "Don't worry, we'll come and get you." But you're not able to be rescued, and you you die in this wine cellar. The whole time, your cousin is like, "We would have been fine <laughs> if someone hadn't." Hit me in the head. <laughs> um, did you ever get to this ending where you're running down the stairs, the cat hisses at you. Um, oh, I did to get, get this away. one. You feel dizzy and weak. You're about to escape, but you feel something pulling you back. And mm-hmm. you look backward, and there's these like creepy, ghostly eyes surrounded by a gray glow and a mouthless voice tells you leave at once if you ever look back at chimney rock my fate will be your fate Mm -hmm. and then you go outside and you're like phew and it says the end and then it says or if you take one last look despite the warning turn to page 119 which of course you have to do and then you're like well duh and you go to page 119 and it says ah thunk (laughs) so what (laughs) It's not, it doesn't even say the end. No. It just, it's, Which is the best ending I've ever had. Right. And so it's all like kind of E.E. E. Cummings-ish. Yes. Where it's like, it's written diagonally. The word's like falling down the page. Cacked thunk. I love it. So yeah, I don't even, what even happened there? I think you get sucked into the house. Oh, that makes sense. Cacked thunk. That's what I'm assuming. The yeah. thunk is you being, like, slammed into the house. That make, yeah, I, I like I that guess. interpretation. But then I turn the page, because it doesn't say the end, and I'm like, It's oh, completely unrelated. It's unrelated. Mm-hmm. So that's what it has to be. Yeah. Right. Me getting so it was a very, into the house. That part was very odd, but just... Uh, 
but so 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 unhinged i loved it well it also seems like he is playing with the format a little bit both mm-hmm. with the the genre and also with something like that too so oh, I, yeah. I i think this one was a this one's a keeper this one's solid it's fun even though like the mystery wasn't 100 percent solved i think this is a good one it's fun well thanks for listening today everybody um so our next book is going to be another edward packard classic beautiful Next one will be your code name is Jonah. Your name is Jonah. Do 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 do. It's a book about whales. <laughs> yeah, it's this is maybe one of my favorite ones that I remember. This because this one gets really crazy, but also like re- it's pretty cohesive, but also crazy. Come sit next to me in the submarine. <laughs> 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 you're gonna have to so that's gonna be the thing you're gonna have to sing your <laughs> this is this is gonna be great I'm summary. gonna have to do it I'll bring my guitar and everything <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one so that, that's it's a really good book so uh, uh, your codename is Jonah it was also released under the name Spy Trap too um, so if you can try to find it I found out why the Edward Packards oh well I guess we can talk about this later but a lot of the Edward Packards weren't re-released so these the Edward Packards are a little bit harder to find. We can talk about that a little bit later uh, in, in our next uh, episode. So anyway, thanks for listening today, everybody. Make sure you subscribe because we release these kind of just randomly. Uh, make sure that you leave a positive review. Just helps the show grow. Or else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or Abby will come to your house and she'll give you a stern talking to. Uh, stern but polite. <laughs> and then she'll talking say sorry at the end. No. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. <laughs> um, I think we're going to also have some merch pretty soon. I guess got to research it a little bit with our logo on it. Um, so check out uh, that in a little bit too. So how about let's get to our last segment, which is choose your own ending. Mm. Abby, what do you think a good ending would be? What was an ending you would like to see? Um, a good ending in this book would be um, my initial run through. I would have adopted the cat, Mm -hmm. um, but then the cat would have started talking and said, "Um, actually, I've always preferred the name. Preferred. Preferred the name um, Chumsley. (laughs) I like that. That's a good ending. Yeah. Do you still get the money? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But the cat would have been just like, I, I've always hated the name Melissa, <laughs> actually. All right. All no right. one has ever named a cat Melissa. <laughs> Thank you. The end. <laughs> Great ending. I'm, I don't understand why they didn't make it in. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Honestly. We should write one of our own. We should. We should. That might be like a, a goal at some point. Yeah, for real. Well, I've been Peter. I'm a librarian. You have been Peter. I've been Peter. I've been Peter before, too. (laughs) But I am Abby, and I'm also a librarian. (laughs) This has been Choose Your Own Book Club. Thanks for listening, everybody. The end.